welcome to episode 96 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And uh, our apologies, we are recording a, a day late this week because uh, there's a scheduling snafu. Because we, we, had, we had a premonition, Chris, that we, we just, something was about to happen today. Something in the back of our brains was just uh, tickling the future, telling us yes. that some big news is about to happen. I said, wait, something big is about wait. to happen. Something will come. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the reality is we were supposed to record Venom last night, and then we had to uh, cancel at the last minute. So don't worry, guys. I know you're all desperate to hear how much we all loved Venom, and we oh, will be man. doing that. Um, but the convenient thing is because we did get delayed, there was a lot of really big stuff to talk about. But we're not going to talk about it immediately because I actually had a shitload of news items already to discuss before other things happened. Yes. So we're going to start... Even further back in the past. Let's see how much I missed on the internet this week. All right, let's see how much you missed. I know one thing you did not miss, because this is a little bit old. I think this might have dropped even right after we recorded the last episode. But uh, the Spider-Verse trailer, mm-hmm. um, plus there was like a, a sneak peek as part of Venom. I continue to get more and more excited about this movie. I I mean, yes, I've, I'm so excited for this film. The trailer looks amazing. I don't know if I'm like upset knowing the Spider-Men that are going to be in there, like hearing John Mulaney. Oh, like you, would you have rather that been a surprise? Yes. Cause I mean, I feel like the fans were pretty torn when we saw Spider-Gwen at the end of the first trailer. Yeah. Uh, and they just like, instead of, you know, listening to the fans and be like, Oh, maybe we should hold back some stuff. It's like, fuck it. We're going all in. You're going to see everyone throw them all in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I agree. I think it would have been fun to have all these things be surprised, but I think what's going to carry the movie is that it's just going to be very fun. Yes, it looks amazing. It re- it just it looks gorgeous. It looks really funny. I mean, God, John Mulaney as Spider Ham. That's just it's so good. It's just brilliant. Is uh, so after the first trailer, I remember you saying that Jack Johnson, right? Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. <laughs> uh, that you couldn't like differentiate the person from from Peter Parker. Yeah. Do you still feel that way after this trailer? Um I think I'm maybe just more used to it now. And okay. I think they're also also going for a very different version of Peter mm-hmm. in this. He's got this kind of he's very Jake Johnson. I mean at the end of yeah, the day. He's he's, just, he's the the thirty something who's who's done it all already. Yeah, he's just he's kind of kind of sh- not schlubby, but he's I don't know, he's got this weird sort of like eh attitude to him which i don't know i think it'll work yeah like i think it'll be a good personality mesh with um miles morales because i like the for miles i like the story where where i think the story is going to start is he's already been bitten yeah uh so we're not going to get any of the pre miles morales stuff but he doesn't have control over it yet yeah I feel that like makes that's, sense. that's a nice entry point yeah, like I feel like he, yeah, he'll probably already have his powers, and the like the inciting incident of the whole thing will be this, this explosion that brings people in from other dimensions. Yeah, it looks really fun. It looks so good. Like, I'm I'm so, so excited it, to have. It just it looks gorgeous. Looks very self aware. Like, I don't want to say I'm excited to have a good Spider Man film because I don't want to don't want to share my opinion on Venom yet. That's true. We should hold back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean it. I think it. I think it could be good. I was always very skeptical about this, but I mean, to be fair, it is Lord and Miller mm-hmm. in Lord and Miller. We trust. Yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be great. I, I have the utmost confidence. This is this. Uh, I mean, right now it's a very tough 
call for what my favorite superhero film is for this year. And I feel like this is just going to make it even harder. I think so. Yeah. And I think it's just going to be, it's going to be a big departure, which I think will be fun. Mm -hmm. Which is great because we already had like a completely different film with Teen Titans Go. Yeah. And I feel like this is just going to be like the, not the other end of the spectrum, but like branching off into a whole new just realm. Just take us along for a ride. Yeah. Just whip us to the forest. Yes. Yeah. No, that looks really, really good. I am very, very much excited for that. Uh, Okay. I was curious if you saw this little bit of news. Probably not. Uh, They're going to make a feature film Mm -hmm. based off of your favorite property, Dance Dance Revolution. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. Oh my god! Uh, yes, a hundred percent. Yes. Where do I? Where <laughs> do I find this? this? Um, Dance Dance Revolution movie in the works. Uh, a variety article here that I saved specifically for this oh purpose. Oh my god! Um, Why didn't you send this to me? Because I wanted to save it for the podcast. <laughs> wanted that your, natural reaction to get your live on air reaction. Now the crazy thing is that I'm um, not in it. That one, but also, okay, what what do you imagine the story of a Dance Dance Revolution movie would I be? I couldn't even imagine. What, one. In your in your hopes and dreams, in my hopes in and your dream, heart of heart, in your your cheerful animated world, it's uh, it's the exact same plot and characters from the 1994 Street Fighter film, but instead of fighting, they pull out uh, one person like the good the good villain. Yeah. So uh, Zangief will have a metal mat, and then Ryu will be coming along with his really shitty. Like paper mat that everyone hates because it moves around the floor, and he'll like <laughs> have to overcome that problem. And instead of fighting, they just dance off. And it'll star the corpse of Rao Julia, um, but also John Claude Van Damme, and of course JCV. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. So how close am I? <laughs> so far off. Um, here, here's a quote from the article: "The project will explore worlds on the brink of destruction, mm-hmm. where the only hope is to unite through the universal language of dance." I'm so down for this. There's there's a great YouTube video. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Probably not. Um, it's called it's called um, a coincidence. What? And it's, it's well now I have to. There's a pun in absolutely there. Absolutely amazing. It's these two guys. It's a dumb like five minute story mm-hmm. about these two guys who never feel fulfilled in life, and so they go on a uh, they go on a trip to discover themselves, and they run into each other, and they have the same like signature dance move, and so then they use and then it's it's the coincidence. Uh, and so then they they go around solving the world's problems by doing their dance move. I'm writing this down. It's so I, good. I, I will include it in the plugs. Please do, because I love that. I, I watched it like two years ago, and I couldn't remember for the life of me what it was called. How could you forget that title? I don't know. I had the beat in my head, and I couldn't remember any words from it. God damn it. And so I finally found it again months ago, and I maybe watch it like every other week. It was a coincidence. Oh, I mean, like, I feel like that title came first, and they came oh, up with for it. sure, and that just makes me that much happier. I I love anything that starts with a title, mm-hmm. except for Battleship. <laughs> um, all right, so I, a Dance Dance Revolution movie, a Dance Dance Revolution movie. I mean, when I when I say that, what pops in my head is like a short from the Lego Movie. Like I imagined that aesthetic. For this. I think it's going to be live action, though. Good. Even better. Like, oh, which is God. going to be... I mean, there's going to be so many YouTube stars in that movie. I cannot wait. It's... it's I mean, it, it it can't be any worse than the Emoji movie, right? 
Because this is I mean, a DDR <laughs> movie is so... So the thing is, I, I have so many thoughts right now. Because my first thought is like, why... Because American film, why DDR, not Guitar Hero? Guitar... Because Guitar Hero obviously took off a lot bigger in America. Well, Asian markets. Yeah, for sure. Um, but with Guitar Hero, they had a story. It was a really shitty story, but there was a story where you were... There's a story in Guitar Hero? Yeah. Uh, and three, you were basically... I mean, all of them pretty much have the same plot. You start as like this indie band, and the better you get, oh. you know, you're selling out bigger and bigger theaters. Meteoric and, Rise? Yes. Okay. Um, and then some of them get a little weirder. It's like, uh, uh, I think Guitar Hero 5 is God of Rock, is if I remember correctly. I don't even uh, know. That one is your, like, uh, the world is is being destroyed and your music is saving it. So the plot so of, kind Bill, of, kind of like, yeah, like Bill and Ted, too, yeah. in some ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where kind of like the Emoji movie here, it, it exists. Like, there's no way that'll ever get made. And, Sure enough, it'll it'll eventually be in our theaters mm-hmm. and destroying our souls before too long. Um, <clears throat> all, I mean, if for an, if anything about this movie, I'm just really excited for the soundtrack. Oh yeah, that's because I mean, they wheelhouse. have to include Butterfly because that's everyone's first song in America. Obviously, yeah. uh, I hope that's the opening song. Or <laughs> <laughs> they save it to the end though. Uh, I don't know if they. I mean, that that's like a crowd. Like that's that's what brings people. Like in. what what's the like what's that's the show the what's the show stopping song they they're gonna say for the end there? Uh, Max three hundred is Ooh. is is like the is like the like final song for a lot okay. of people. Okay, clue that's what's it, gonna it was, be. That's that's the song that's finally unite everyone in their love of dance. Yeah, and save the world. But I mean, Max three hundred has been passed. In, I mean, that was the song in like two thousand eight. Oh man, so. I just want to know when this movie takes place because I feel like it should be. Like a mid, like in an the, early 2000s In kind the of dystopian film. future of 2007. Yeah. I do want to, so I forgot to bring this up a few weeks ago when I talked about Maniac. I'm going to do oh, a, right. a, yeah, a, yeah. a quick half second on this. Because there was one aesthetic about the show which I thought was so fascinating. Hmm. And it was basically technology, the look of technology was kind of like five years from now, but if Apple never existed. Oh, interesting. So the tech okay. looked really cool because it was all based off of like Microsoft, IBM, 1980s products. Oh. So everything was still like that blocky feel. The The UI was still very like, it, you can see it was very based off of like Windows 95. Yeah. And it just looked so cool to I kind of see so. that Pretty idea awesome. of, yeah. of the future. It's like, because I mean, like everything now it's futuristic is based off of the Apple kind of minimalism. Yeah. It's all the touchscreen, mm-hmm. all the, the natural movement. Yeah. Natural so scroll. So that, that was like, you know, if you want to watch maniac, that's, I don't. that's yeah. <laughs> for, for the listeners, if you guys want to watch maniac, like that's something to look forward to. Right. The rest of the show is just okay. Yeah. So, so I have heard, um, all right, I have another one. Oh man, how can, another we, how one can of, you another, top DDR? Another one to throw at you. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's topping it, but it's definitely in your wheelhouse of interest. Uh, Disney has announced, one of their upcoming live-action adaptations. Is it also Pokemon? No, it's Lilo and Stitch. I did hear about this. How do you feel about this? Very torn. Same. Because, oh. So part of, there's there's a whole 
section of, of Lilo and Stitch that was cut out from both the script and there was a scene that was cut. Right. It was um, in the end the when they're flying around in the, the spaceship, it was supposed to fly through the middle of Honolulu between the buildings, right? Well, that scene, but also a whole another section of the movie. What was the other section of the movie? Uh, talking about Hawaiian tourism. And I finally learned why Lilo takes pictures all the time. Oh, okay. And it's, um, she's doing it uh, to show the tourists what they're doing to her. So she's oh. only taking photos of tourists. And I yeah. never caught that until like last week someone pointed this oh, out. That's interesting. She's treating them, because they treat, you know, when people go to Hawaii, they treat locals and everything Hawaiian like it's a tourist thing. It's a like, novelty. Exactly. Like it's part of the show. Yeah. And so Lilo going around taking pictures of tourists is showing them, you know, what they're doing to her and her people. Oh, that's cool. And that's so cool. I never picked up on that. Oh, I could definitely see that being a plot thread that they might incorporate yeah, in a newer version. I, w- I would love a subplot either with Nani <laughs> or uh, Lilo mm-hmm. or David. That's his oh, name. Say, what's the boyfriend's name? David. I'm just looking forward to that live action casting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would love a, a, you know, a subplot of them working, you know, like working as traditional, you know, Hawaiian hula dancers or you know yeah dealing with that side of hawaiian culture where like you know you're giving up your um your kind of cultural heritage for money yeah no i I think that could be really that's a good point actually like i hadn't i hadn't thought about the fact that they could add some much more contemporary commentary in there which could make it Mm -hmm. because there were there were like there was a full scene that was animated not i mean it was um storyboarded out mm-hmm. uh, we had an animatic of it it's the, the midpoint between yeah. storyboard and, and full animation um, of Lilo like messing with the tourists as well like I don't remember what was going on but they like she like called 911 on them for doing something that sounds fun yeah it was good no I mean I because we both love that movie um, so much I, I don't know and I, the TV series and the two, oh, and the right. two sequels. Oh, right, yeah, and the TV series. I think Three there's... Sequels? Three sequels. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that of the, the live-action adaptations that I've seen, I feel like they've all been decent. I don't think any of them have been bad. I think in places they've added kind of some modern perspectives. So I don't know. It could be I, good. I, my... Because I, I mean, I'm going to see it no matter what. Mm. This is the Obviously. first one that kind of strays from realism which i think will be interesting because cinderella mm. oh my beauty uh, and the beast hmm? beauty and the beast yeah but i mean it's still a human creature he, yeah, I mean, I, he's still based off of a human or based off of an animal do you feel like they're gonna go even more alien that's that's what i'm concerned about because i mean he is supposed to be a dog yeah so that's that's the other kind of thing like because he can kind of transform his body a little bit he does have the six arms four arms that he uses you know that he can like like contract into his body i don't know if the humor i mean i hope the humor will still be there i think so i think tonally they'll try and make it consistent i, I think mm-hmm. i mean i feel like they've only just announced that's happening i don't think they announced a director with it um i, so. I feel like a Taika Waititi, please. Taika, oh my yes <laughs> yes actually 100 on board if he yes. could also voice stitch <laughs> uh, yes yes all these things disney we've done your job for you yep no like I think Aladdin will be the the point where we can see where things go yes. going forward. I mean, also, we have Dumbo coming up, which looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, but again, that's still based in <clears throat> realism. Like, I assume yeah. um, it's, yeah, it's Timothy, mostly oh, what's his name? The mouse, Timothy something something. 
Burton? No, not Timothy Burton. Not his child. <laughs> I was like, who calls him Timothy Burton? No, the the mouse that I don't like, know. I've never seen Dumbo. Friend. Wow, that's so sad. I I am sad. I'm a sad. <laughs> I guess like human. the elephants on parade scene will be a good like how I, weird can Disney go? Yeah, I mean we're also getting like the live action Lady and the Tramp. I mean I think mm-hmm. a, a lot of this. I feel like this whole idea is pretty masturbatory on Disney's part. Yeah. But it's doing well for them, and I think the movies have been good enough. I, I think what the reason they've been successful is I think morbid curiosity gets butts in the chairs, mm-hmm. and then fairly good quality makes them successful. Did did we talk – did I bring up uh, the article last week about um, – there was an op-ed in The Times about – Disney running out of ideas. I think, yeah, you mentioned that. Okay. And you thought it was complete bullshit. It is. Yeah. And I mean, this doesn't sell my point well. No. When they announced Lady and the Tramp and the Don't Stitch, like the day after that article came out. I know. It's not, it's not a good sign. But I think, I think they're still delivering quality, though, mm-hmm. which makes it okay. Yeah. Um, like Mary Poppins, I'm super excited for. Um, I have high hopes for Jungle Cruise, even. Just the people involved. Yeah. I think it could be good. Um, I don't know. Every day is Christmas Eve. We must, we must hope for the best. Um, okay, I still have more. I oh, still have oh, fucking oh, more news. I, I've already exhausted. Okay, um, the Mandalorian. Oh, the yeah, Star yeah, yeah. Wars show. So we finally figured out what Jon Favreau's live-action Star Wars show is going to be about. It's going to be about a Mandalorian gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, first image released, typical Mandalorian-looking armor, but it definitely... San Holo. So, God damn it. The unique character. Yeah. Well, actually, his name's just Son. Someone's going to tell him he's just hanging out. Yeah. Ho- ho- what did you say? Holo? San Holo. Holo. <laughs> That's how he says hello to people. They yes. just dub him that name. Um, it's season two. Season two. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's some really... We have to like, get the whole backstory where he's just Son for a while. So all season one, he's just Son. Mm-hmm. And then he just sings solo. Oh, wait. No. We're the wrong way. Shut up. Um, <laughs> that, that's the season one cliffhanger. <laughs> is what's your name? Uh, cut to black. I Captain Picard. <laughs> what? What did you say? Cut to black. Oh, but yes, that'd be Captain even. Picard. That'd be no, no. <laughs> I would love it if that's like the real twist of that the the new Picard show is actually the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and it's finally the two universes crossover and it's a really old Picard going around shooting people. At the end of season one, he takes off the helmet. We see it's Picard mm-hmm. calling he, himself Han Solo. Yeah, and he just says, "Make it so. <laughs> Make it so, Chewie. Cut to black." Um, but like we get some really good talent behind this. So Dave mm-hmm. Filoni, who does Rebels, and he did Clone Wars. He's really involved in the animated side of things. He's directing, I believe, the pilot. Taika Waititi is doing an episode. <gasps> Bryce Dallas Howard's doing an episode. Oh, that's interesting. I know. I I think I, know, I have high hopes for this. I, and also, I in general like John Favreau. Um, I thought Chef was terrible. Mm. I have water in my mouth. You didn't like Chef? No. Wow. Wait. Hold on. There's no conflict. It's like the whole... But it's just food porn. Well, yeah, that's... Wait, hold on. Uh, it, Chef is the one with John Favreau, not with the one with Bradley Cooper. Yes. What's the one with Bradley Cooper? I don't fucking remember. Okay, I don't like that one. Yeah. No, like... Ugh, okay. The whole problem with Chef is it's just a really obvious allegory for his frustrations working in the studio system yes. for a bit, right? Because, like... He goes and makes Iron Man 1. There's, they're kind of like a rogue operation. It's hugely successful. He goes and makes Iron Man 2. They try and capture lightning bottles twice. It doesn't go well. I think there's a little bit of friction there, and he more or less steps away, and he goes and makes Chef, which is about 
a chef who's like the best chef in the world who gets kicked out of his restaurant for being too good at what he does. And then so he decides he's just going to sell his own food in a food truck and publish it on Twitter. And then no conflict happens throughout the whole rest of the movie. Scarlett Johansson's just randomly sleeping with him to sleep with him. He wins back Vera Farmiga. Like, once the truck is successful, no conflict ever happens again the whole rest of the movie. And it's just him, like, doing better and better and better. And it's like, this is so obnoxious. But it looks so good. It it looks good. And, like, there's good people involved. But it, it was just the most obvious, like... Look at me. I'm I'm right, and the system's wrong, and that's fine because everything will work out great for me. Okay. Well, I couldn't look past just the beautiful food shots, so I, I didn't was, get any of that subtext. I mean, it probably didn't help that I had just finished a full day of PA work. I went to go see it, and I hadn't eaten in hours. I was going to say, I also watched it on an empty stomach, and that worst. made me so... But to be fair, I did have an amazing burger afterwards. That's good. Mm, good old Heels Burger. Always delivers. There you go. Um, a little far for us to go for Burger Fan Club, but... <laughs> Someday. Um, but no, I'm, I'm excited for that show. Like, we both know we're going to buy the Disney streaming service at this point. I feel like I've already given them my soul. That's that's they they already payment, own you. They do already own you. Yeah, me. but they're still going to make you pay for it. Yeah, they, they do that. Okay, I still have more. I Even still have more. more. Um, this is a, a little note, but the, um, the cast of Birds of Prey got rounded out. Rosie Perez got cast as Montoya. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've actually seen a lot of stuff with her in it. I didn't recognize her. I, I know the name. Um, I forget what other stuff she's done, to be perfectly honest. But she's a little bit older than I think most people are expecting. But, you know, I think they've That's done fine. a pretty good job across the board. And I think you <clears throat> do need to have kind of a more veteran character in there, especially with everyone else being a little bit on the younger side. Yeah. So I'm on board. I think it'll be good. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, now we're finally up to... We're caught up today. Oh, good. Good, we're good, We're finally good. caught up today. Um, okay, we'll talk... We'll tackle... Batwoman first. Okay. So we got our first look at Ruby Rose as Batwoman from the Arrowverse crossover. Looks great. Looks fucking incredible. Yeah. I'm so down. Yeah. I mean, I've been on board with her since she was cast. This mm-hmm. just further proves it. We also um, had, I mean, I, I know both of us have, have kind of come and gone from the show, but we got the trailer for, oh, we got two trailers this weekend. You skipped one. I did. Uh, we got the Harley Quinn trailer from New York Comic Con. Oh, God damn it. I forgot about that entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, looks fine. I mean, it, it's not... It's a teaser. It's 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 very meant for the people at New York Comic Con. Oh, that's right. Because I posted this on on Facebook, mm-hmm. and, my, and you seemed to not like it. You, well, my, you thought my, it was too tongue in cheek. Yeah, my comment was: Is this trying way too hard to be self aware? I I mean, just because of where it was shown, I think so. I feel like when we get the normal trailer, it'll be different. I I hope so. Like, I mean, I found it fine. I I guess we'll get used to Kaylee Cuoco as Harley. Yeah. Um. It just, it seemed like it was trying really, really hard. But it could, I, I'm still hopeful for it. I think it's I, I mean, it, it, for me, like I said, it just looks like a convention trailer. Yeah, it's, that's fair. It's, you know, it's for the nerds who already know all the inside jokes, already yeah. know everything that's about the show. And it's also a long ways out. It's not until, what's the end of next year? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I guess there's a lot of room for things to change mm-hmm. a little bit as we go. Yeah, so we had that trailer, and then uh, we had the Arrow season seven, I think they're on now, season six or seven trailer. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch it. Uh, I'm actually kind of down for this season. Well, because I know it's an adaptation of Supermax, where he's mm-hmm. he's been unveiled as the Green Arrow, and he's in prison trying to get out. Yeah. I'm, I might give it another chance, because the trailer makes it look really enticing. So, like, the first two episodes, we have him getting out of prison, then it'll just slip right back into... Yep. yep. 
Like except I, now there's so now there's all these new characters that I don't know. That's anymore. the thing. There's all these things that have going on. I haven't been. I've been like loosely following it. Like I probably won't watch it. I will end up watching the crossover event. Yeah, because they're all so good. They're, those are good. Also, I just want to see them do Batwoman, and then I think it's more of a when than an if. But when that show finally comes on air, I'll definitely be watching that because mm-hmm. I really like that comic. Yeah. I just really like that character too. I think she's so so interesting. And I never got Vixen. That kind of makes me sad now. I just well, forgot we, about that. Well, we got we had the animated version of Vixen, and we got Vixen's like grandmother. I want to say in Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I mean, the Vixen animated. We it was a mini series. Yeah, and I think I that, that character still full. appeared like in an episode or two, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you mean. They never actually get a full spin out. Yeah, because like, I mean, um, I, would, I, would, I just wanted more animated DC stuff because it was done by the Young Justice people. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think, I think they did one for Constantine too, which I think just mm-hmm. got released, collected it on DVD, and it was um, Matt Ryan. I want to say right was the, the actor who played it on the TV show. I think so. He was always good. Ca- I never really watched the show. I watched the pilot. It was kind of mad. Same. Good casting, and we wonder why show. I got. Got shut down so fast. I know. But, I mean, they've still utilized him, which has been great. He's yeah. Been, I think he's, like, a full regular now in Legends of Tomorrow, which oh, is cool. Awesome. And I keep hearing Legends just keeps getting better and better. Um, but CW, you make it so goddamn hard for me to watch your stuff. Well, I mean, that's all on Netflix now. Yeah, but, you know, I'd rather watch it when it airs so that I'm not, like, way behind on it. Yeah. And... I refuse to watch stuff on the CW app because then you have to spend about an extra 20 minutes per episode watching the same goddamn trailers. It's almost like watching other... it live. <laughs> oh, but it's just the same. Like, <laughs> I would rather watch it live and, like, get some variety in my commercials yeah. versus just watching the same. Like, literally, they'll put the same trailer for Supergirl back-to-back on the same commercial break. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I just can't do it, Cameron. The Disney app does the same thing right now. And it's oh, does it? I, I haven't th- watched um, Star Wars Resistance yet. Oh, I haven't seen that yet either. Is resist? Yeah, they're, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, was, it's the I, same deal. I spent my weekend catching up on the Halloween decoms. Of course you did. And I forgot they have commercials. Oh God, you um, poor poor bastard. Oh, it, it hurts. Because I mean, it doesn't. I, I it's fine. Because it's <laughs> you still do it anyways. Nothing was gonna stop you. Right. I mean, I gotta watch my twitches. Oh God damn it! I don't even want to know what that is. To, uh, it's it's no, it's actually like a it's a interesting idea. I mean, not really. It's it's Harry Potter, but Disney. Uh, Twitches. I didn't is... think it was an inappropriate thing when you said Twitches. I assumed it was an asinine childish thing, and that's why I didn't want to know it's, about it's, it. Uh, twin witches. See, it's it's. A, of course it is. Yeah. So it's Tia and Tamara Maori. Of are, course they are. Are 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 the princesses of a magic kingdom? This is what fifteen years old, twenty years old? Uh no, because they they play twenty somethings. Okay. The epi- or the movie starts on their twenty first birthday. I want to say the first one came out. Why did I engage on this? Two thousand nine, and the second one came out like two thousand twelve. There's two of them, by the way. In case you're wondering, of course there are. And also, Phantom of the Megaplex, which is like one of the, in my opinion, one of the definitive best decoms ever. Because it's Phantom of the Opera. I get it. But it takes place at a movie theater. I get it, Cameron. It's so good. It even has what's his face, who's like a famous person. Gerard Butler. No. Um. He's Mickey Rooney is in it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to say it killed him, but I think he died like a year after it came out. Is he dead? I'm pretty sure Mickey Rooney's dead. I mean, he he was in um, Night at the Museum, at least the first one. I want to say. I'm I'm almost certain that Mickey Rooney's dead. I hope I hope I'm wrong. All I know is that arguably the best movie Mickey Rooney's in is in Breakfast at Tiffany's, and he is the oh, single we, we worst thing about, about that. that. That movie is incredible, except for that horrible, horrible part 
if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go look it up and I be died in 2014. Just aghast at it. Okay, yeah, it's a little bit longer. But anywho, sorry, we still have Sorry. a whole we still have a whole other topic to go here, and I feel like we're gonna have to chat about this one a bit. So, I, I honestly don't remember how much we talked about James Gunn's firing when it happened. I feel like we we scratched. I feel the like surface. we more or less kind of didn't talk about it much because we didn't want to get into the politics of it because it, it is very very complicated. But I think everyone pretty much understands it. For, for a quick recap. Basically, what, 10 years ago, James Gunn posted a whole bunch of, like, really tasteless jokes on Twitter having to do with, like, rape and pedophilia. Mm -hmm. And I think he has subsequently acknowledged that those exist and apologized for it, but they basically disappeared. And then the guy who created the Pizzagate Hillary Clinton scandal, so basically a politically right-leaning troll, dug this stuff up and republicized it. And in a knee-jerk reaction, Disney fired James Gunn from Guardians of Galaxy 3. They have stuck to their guns, no pun intended there, and have refused to hire him back despite everybody in the film industry basically going, this is bullshit. I think, you know what they should do? Is they should have his brother direct it. Sean Gunn? Sean Gunn direct it. And just have James like, <laughs> yeah. on the, like in the trailer, in his trailer. Just like, over the walkie? Yeah, <laughs> just directing it from afar. Oh my God, I mean, that would make Sean Gunn the writer, director, <laughs> and double actor. Yep. In that movie. I mean, the man can do anything. Well, I mean, it sounds like the whole cast is about to leave, so he's going to play everything that, That's now. true. One-man show. Uh, I'm so down for a one-man Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> It'll just be Dave Bautista by himself. Um, look, I mean, it's... I, I don't think he should have been fired. I, I think agree. it's very hypocritical of Disney to um, be so aggressively critical of someone's past, given... Robert Downey Jr., for example, mm -hmm. given Tim Allen as another example, uh, both who have been arrested, both who have, like, bad shit in their past. Disney itself, both the person and the company, have a lot of bad shit in their past. I don't think so. I'm looking at you, <laughs> Song of the South, or any sort of gender or race politics mm -hmm. from the vast majority of their movies. The characters are erased from Fantasia. Yeah, what? Any, yeah, any DVD that you get of Fantasia now and any streaming version you get, uh, they used to have... During, um, oh God, the unicorn section. Oh. They used to have, um, oh. What a uh, half man, half goats are called. I don't remember. Blanks. Yes. Those things. Yeah. They had them in blackface. The, the same thing that, um, Satyrs? Phil is. Yeah. In Hercules. Yeah, Satyr. Say, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. In full on blackface. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that company has, and they they literally erased it from the movie. Yeah, I they believe digitally it. Digitally erased them. It, it's it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, there's I don't want to get too much into the politics of it, but there is the rumor that this was uh, to make the far right uh, complacent about the Roseanne firing. Oh yeah, there's some yeah, but they're very very different situations. I know, but I mean. People don't see it that way. No, they, they say you took one of ours. We're gonna take one of yours. Yeah, it's the equivalent. People see it's equivalent, even though it's drastically different. Yeah, Roseanne is an active monster. Um, we don't need to get into that. We don't need to do it. But anyways, <sighs> so Guardians is the biggest fuck you James can can do. Yeah, <laughs> up, up in the air. And so what does he do? He is now in talks to write, possibly direct Suicide Squad too. So nothing is confirmed yet. No. I, I want to make that clear because yeah. in the talks, a lot, I'm getting a few messages today about like, like. James Gunn's over at DC. I, it's still very rumored. Yeah, I mean, it's... We also got an announcement that, you know, The Rock was going to play Black Adam four years ago. Four years ago. 
I mean, I this seems pretty likely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Warner Brothers is desperate to get people excited about their movies. Yeah. Um, which I think, I mean, we haven't talked about, we didn't talk about the Aquaman trailer even. We'll get to that later. Yeah. It looks good. It's fine. looks fine. I, the more I see that movie, the less excited I get for same it. Same actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I'm not really buying his whole like dumb surfer bro thing. Like, yeah. oh, I should just pee on it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I love Jason Momoa. Me too. I'm just, mm. anywho, like, I mean, I guess this is good news, right? It's m- moving in the right direction. Yeah, it it does seem like a big old fuck you. It's the biggest fuck you. <laughs> this is on par, not on par, almost on par with the the guys who created Image. Oh Just yeah, quitting Marvel, going and taking a meeting at DC to tell them that you can't hire us. Yeah, it. There was a sorry. One more quick quick sidestep. There was an amazing video I saw the other day of from the early 90s rob liefeld and stan lee drawing a character together oh, and it Jesus was like a time Christ. they had like five minutes to create a character oh my god and so stan lee you know did his thing where he came up with the name and the powers and then liefeld had to draw it and it had so many pouches oh stan lee was furious <laughs> with the end result and you could tell he was mocking him the whole way through oh good old was, rob it liefeld was so funny because like <laughs> Like, we see Stanley now, and he's this, like, you know, super nice yeah. old man, you know, can't do anything wrong. But seeing him in the business where he's just like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't, a, like, he can't move. And the best is, like, he, you know, they're being timed. And Rob Liefeld does his thing where he draws everything down to the ankles. And Stan, he's like, oh, in this last minute, drop me some feet. Just give me, some, give me a nice pair <laughs> of feet. <laughs> and he just does, like, two blocks. And he's like, I think that's enough. Yeah. God. Good old Rob Liefeld. Like, good old Stan. Um, I forget what this has to do James, with. James oh, Gunn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess this is good news. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens from it. I mean, that's the thing. All this stuff is so up in the air. And I mean, I think there's a whole separate conversation we had about everything being just far too reactive. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's reacting now to this. And this situation is a result of people being overreactive to things. Yeah. Which is in of itself was caused by people being overreactive to things. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's all kind of exhausting. It very much is. And at the end of the day, I just want, I want good content. I want to see good people getting a chance to make that good content. Mm-hmm. I think James Gunn, for his faults, I, from what I believe, and I will probably come to rue this comment at some point, but I think at the end of the day, he's a pretty decent guy from more or less what I've heard. Yeah. Um, at least I want to believe he's that way. And his movies have been good. So I guess this is a good thing. And we love DC characters. So in good hands, that's good. Yeah. Um, my, I mean, my biggest question out of all of this, even though I, I feel like I know the answer cause he's not an idiot mm-hmm. is, uh, what Batista's going to do. Oh, who f- cause Batista has been fuck knows. Cause he's been very vocal about, leaving the movie since yeah, I mean, I guess, left. I guess credit to him for sticking to his friend. Yes. In a way that I think the rest of the cast is being a little more diplomatic, but mm-hmm. also I think the other cast members have a lot more on the line. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm also curious um, how, like, what all is in their contract. Because we've already had two instances of recasts mid-franchise, but both yeah. at the very, very beginning. Yeah, they haven't done it in a long time. It's much time. harder to do now since they're established. I mean, I think it's 
basically since the Avengers, they've kept consistent, right? I don't think they've done any recasting since well, Ruffalo. Yeah, it's only been Ruffalo and, and Rhodey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm curious, like, because they've got to have something in their contract where, like, you, once you're here, you can't leave until we say you're gone. I, yeah, they have to have some ironclad shit in there. So I don't know. I mean, it's <clears throat> it'll all be very interesting how this all plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, I want to know what likeness rules they have. Because I, I imagine... Oh, um, yeah. Like, if if you sign, they have your face forever. And so I imagined Guardians 3 with just Drax in the background of every shot, not talking, right. not moving. Well, so... They're... We keep we can keep going. Why not? This, this, so <laughs> we've given we've given up. Yeah, we've given point. up. I mean, honestly, Joyride's fucking terrible, so it's fine. Um, so there is a thing about that. Like you basically can't. You have to pay an actor for the use of their image is one thing. So kind of where this all started actually, and you may know this, Cameron, mm-hmm. is Back to the Future Two, because oh. Crispin Glover is only in the first Back to the Future movie as George McFly. That's right. It's I a did different actor. I can't remember his name. He's like Jeffrey crazy. something. He, one, yeah, he's crazy, but he just basically just like he wanted. My understanding is he more or less wanted too much money, and I, mm-hmm. I think some of the details I don't have exactly and he's correct. Crazy, didn't he punch Conan? He may have. I don't know. We're not talking about that tangent. We're on this different tangent of another tangent. But this tangent, basically, and when it came to doing oh Back to the Future two, they just cast a different actor, and then they shot it in such a way to make it seem like it was still Crispin Glover, mm-hmm. and he sued and won and that basically set a precedent whereby you can't just pretend someone is in a movie when they're not actually um and obviously there are ways around that i think it has to do with the you have to have the agreement of the estate and other things but that's how we had letterman he punched letterman letterman okay there we go like that's how we got um brando in superman returns Mm -hmm. um that's how we got weird cgi peter cushing in Rogue One, it's like there are there are ways around this, but I think I imagine if Batista walks or if Disney lets him go, they'll recast and they will basically just ignore him. Yeah, I think the reality is, is he's locked in and they're just going to make him do it. Yeah, and like he, like I, I brought this up to my friend this morning. He's not stupid enough to leave Disney. Like if you, get I would like to think so. Yeah, if you get because I I think he's a great actor. I think he, he is, he's yeah. still at the very beginning of his career. I thought he, he was excellent in Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. He um, has, he's good as Hanks Inspector? Yeah. yeah. I I only I can only remember Blade Runner okay. and Guardians. But he's, you know, at the beginning of his career, he yeah. would be a fucking idiot if like I understand yeah. standing by your friends, but Hollywood is way too I'm, and uh not nuance was the word I'm looking for. <laughs> the it, opposite of nuance? Too, <laughs> way too... Per- no, not particular. Uh, threatening. No. Threatening. Threatening. To... I... Yeah, to, I, I to, don't... Yeah. I don't think he would. Um, I think he knows better. Um, I think Disney would do... Would go enough out of the way to make sure he stayed. I mean, they have the whole Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Mm-hmm. And I, I would like to think on top of it, if he got really serious about walking, James is going to be like, don't. Yeah. Just don't do it. It's mm-hmm. not worth it. I'm, I'm good. I'm taken care of. Yeah. Because we've, we've even seen actors that have tried to just not care about acting anymore that are still in front of movies. Yeah, Ben I, Affleck, for one. I was going to say Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Where she wants so badly to just be out of those movies. 
Because, um, I mean, she's in a similar situation because Drax is just makeup on makeup. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Should we think of some other actors to just completely shit upon? <laughs> other, like, A-list actors to just berate on the podcast? Let's do it. <laughs> Franco. Hate him. Which one? Both? James. Okay. Dave's cool. Hey, James yeah, Franco. Dave's great. <laughs> uh, um... I don't know. Let's start the episode. Oh, no. We'll leave it there. Um, all right. Wait, so, are we recording? Yeah, yeah, we haven't recorded any of this, okay, actually. Right. We're going to cut it all out. Good. That's fine. Um, yeah, so we actually are here to talk about Batman Beyond. Um, part of the reason we let this go long with the news, so there's one to talk about. But two, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Joyride was my least favorite episode of Batman Beyond so far. Mm-hmm. I was so bored with it's, this. We've, I think... Okay, so how would you compare it to, uh, was it um, The Man Who Killed Batman? No. What's the first Penguin episode where some where the kids try and steal I've the I've got Batman deal? in my basement. That one. I like that better than this. Really? Yes. Wow, okay. I re- okay, but we've talk- I have a sauce for that, for that episode because I had that random like sound effect book. Okay, okay. As a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the most random thing. But, like... I, do those still exist? They must. They must exist somewhere. Yeah. What I like about that episode, it's weird, and it's got that bizarre, like, penguin, Batman, umbrella, screwdriver fight. Because um, yeah. the DCAU Review, another podcast that basically does this, and I, I apologize, guys, if you listen to us and I haven't listened to you, because I'm afraid you're better. And <laughs> I, can't bring myself, better. Yeah. I can't bring myself to listen. But they just did that episode, and they point out specifically that ridiculous fight. Okay. That whole thing is so absurd, but at least it's trying to do something. This, to me, was just really boring and pointless, and it didn't... I didn't think there was anything substantial in here. Like, there's an attempt at a bit of commentary about, like, the guy who's just, like, wants to be part of the gang, but realizes they're all a bunch of idiots. This is why I bother getting involved. He just walks away. But it just was all so flat. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the Jokers as a concept. I don't think they're well executed here. It's just a generic-looking ship. It's a generic-looking government test pilot. It's all generic. It's all just really fucking you know, generic. Who was that voice? Because it sounded so familiar. Um, she's in tons and tons of stuff. Okay. Um, I'm totally blanking on the name. I'm looking her up right now. I, I scrolled through her IMDb. Did and you ever watch Just Shoot Me? I don't think so. The NBC sitcom... No. It took place at like a Vogue sort of magazine. And she was one of the main characters in that. Okay. Um, but like she does tons and tons of stuff. Because the voice sounded so, it's one of those where like, you know it. But I couldn't put a finger on where I'd heard Wendy it. Wendy Malick. Yeah. Is the actor. Um, yeah, she does tons and tons and tons of stuff. Um, I mean, she also was a character in Static Shock. But um, only in like one episode. Yeah, an episode called Kidnapped. But yeah. I mean, yeah, she she's a very prolific character actor voice actor mm-hmm. um but again like she's just she's fine but it's just so how ugh. what would you do because i think i think there's one small step we could have done to make this episode better how would you have fixed this um oh, how would i have fixed this? oh hold on i want to talk about the very beginning just a quick point which i loved in the episode mm-hmm. is the joker steal the experimental ship they go crash into a fast food joint uh, steal a bunch of food Terry's there the whole time and doesn't give a fuck about what's going on until there's a drop of ketchup that falls out of the out of the ship and lands on its shoe, and then he's like, "Oh, I gotta stop these motherfuckers." He's probably got some nice suede boots. Yeah, 
and you I could not get barbecue sauce out of suede. I love but... that that was his turning point. Like he watched this whole thing go down, didn't <laughs> even hesitate or didn't even try and grab his bat suit. The the two great tragedies in Terry's life, the murder of his father, and the, and and getting the... sauce spilled on his shoe by the Joker's. Yeah. Um, uh, Took what, it very personally too. What what would I have done differently? I mean, I guess. Because I, I have two ideas. I, for this, okay, for this I episode. okay, I would focus on the concept of the Joker's as an ineffectual gang, mm-hmm. um, and I would have emphasized the kind of gang warfare mentality. I wouldn't have given them a government experimental ship. I mean, this is a little bit darker, but I would have given them access to like. Some actual real weaponry. Mm-hmm. Like I would have set them up as just being a bunch of like loser pranksters. Um, and I would have maybe had that opening sequence being them having a hazing ritual with the new guy that involved them pulling a prank on the T's, whatever mm-hmm. the hell they called. Yeah. Sorry, I've like my nose all stuffed up again. Right. Um so kind of like that um the ep- excuse me, the episode of Superman where the gang members get the apocalypse technology. Yeah, I would have done something more along those lines where they're clearly just messing with the other gangs just to have something to do. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they actually have the chance to be genuinely dangerous and they underestimate the damage they can cause. Um, and I, I, I mean, I would have made this kind of a more PSA skewing episode mm-hmm. about like how easy it can be to get drawn in this sort of stuff and also just to, to underestimate the consequences of your actions. Mm-hmm. And I would have focused on that. And I would have made it much more street level um, than this big, crazy shit flying around. And I might've actually continued to have Terry be kind of a background character in all of it and maybe focus more on the kid getting recruited in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Cause that, that's my first idea is have the whole episode focus on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm fine with the ship aspect of it. But I would have loved, like you said, a, an anti-gang PSA kind of episode where from the kid's point of view, he thinks he's almost like joining a cult because it's basically what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you see him, uh, you know, seeing these people as friends and what they're doing is right. Um, yeah. From Yeah, from the kid's perspective. He wants to be a part of that. And then as the episode goes on, he kind of, you know, when Batman shows up, that's kind of his first inclination of like, oh, hold on. Batman's supposed to be the good guy. Am I the bad guy? Oh, that could be cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it could kind of twist where, like, you know, the guy gets left behind. We can keep that scene where the, the one Joker gets left behind. Mm-hmm. The guy, like, looks out of his window, and you see Batman just, like, knock him out. And the guy's like, oh, no, Batman is in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the final scene where you can keep the whole nuclear explosion thing. <laughs> Um, where the guy's like, oh, that. fuck fuck all these guys. I'm doing this for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mean nothing to me. And that's when it finally clicks of like, oh, no, these are bad people. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I think that's an interesting idea. And uh, they play a little bit with this idea of, um, what's the what's the, the main guy's name? Scab. Mm-hmm. With Scab feeling like he has no power, feeling re- really insignificant. That's an interesting idea. And I think that fits like a teenage mentality in a lot of mm-hmm. ways during that sort of space. And I think that fits with the broader themes of the show. I would have maybe put a lot more of that on the new recruit mm-hmm. that he's looking for a sense of purpose and looking for a sense of like power and prestige and then made 
scab a dark reflection of that rather than like the focal point of that commentary because they don't really do enough with it. Yeah. My second idea, <clears throat> which I was I was connecting this episode a lot more to this character because I love this character. Mm-hmm. I would have loved a more Roxy Rocket kind of story. Oh, where they okay. find the ship. <clears throat> the, yeah. the first thing that's ever been faster than the Batwing. Oh, that would like, be cool. Like they're not doing this to to mess with the city. They just want to fuck with Batman. Yeah. Okay, that would have been fun. Mm-hmm. And they're they're just, you know, adrenaline junkies. Mm-hmm. And that's all they care about is like they they they're just you know doing crime to get batman out because like oh look we're 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 finally at your level yeah and actually that would have been a fun idea to see especially with the jokers because that's their whole thing to do with the jokers and then also to see how terror react to that because obviously when it's bruce bruce is such a stickler to begin with Mm -hmm. that he's a perfect folly to that but what happens when your batman still has a sense of fun and is a teenager at the end of the day yeah and he's got his own like super powered speeding well yeah i I imagine it like the scene from back to the future where like the the guys are like, what are you, chicken? Oh yeah, <laughs> and then he, he does like you see his competitive nature come out. That like, would have been way more interesting. Yeah, he's not trying to stop them anymore. He's trying to beat them now. Yeah, that's that's a much better episode mm-hmm. too. Because I would love to see Terry meet Roxy. That yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, I don't think we ever get a version anything quite like that. Yeah, but that would be a very fun dynamic to see play out. Because th- this just for me was kind of flat, and I was also kind of thrown too because they introduced this other gang, the T's. Do we ever see them again? I don't know. Or are they based off of anyone? I mean, well, that's the Mr. thing. Mr. Terrific? Well, that's that's my question <laughs> is because they, they have the look of Mr. Terrific, and yeah. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't think so. Like, I, I don't know. Once again, we, we shine the, the Maddie signal. Maddie, mm-hmm. <laughs> help explain to, this to us. To, to show my arrogance of the DC universe, <clears throat> Mr. Terrific is the, his powers, he can escape anything, right? No, no, that's Mr. No. Miracle. Damn it. I always get them mixed up. Yeah, Mr. Miracle, that's Scott Free, and he's, Who from, also he's has, from Apocalypse. Yeah, he also has... Face paint, though, right? Doesn't um, he also have a T on his face? I don't think he has a T on his face, but he, he's kind of... I mean, he has, like, a, a a cowl, and then, like, his face comes through it, and his face is painted up. But, I mean, it, it doesn't look, look like a T, from what I recall. Hmm. But, no, Mr. Terrific, um, I think he was, like, a, an Olympic athlete, and then he's also an inventor, so he invents a whole bunch of gadgets, I think. It's, I mean, it's a cross on his face. Yeah. That's how I, I always <laughs> Oh, okay. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't, really, I don't know just where... face paint with a line that goes up. I'm just wrong. I'm yeah. just straight up wrong. Well, I'm glad you acknowledge these things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know where the tease things come from, but if anyone knows, please tell us, because I'm very curious if that's a thing, <clears throat> if it started here, if it was somewhere else, or why they went for that, because I don't really know. Um, we never see the... What are their names? Batman Returns, Dark Knight Returns. The Mutants? Yeah. No, not that I recall. Because I, I feel like the T's were just the mutants. The fillers. Yeah, they just, yeah, couldn't, they just that. couldn't say that. Yeah, quite possibly. Because even like the, the main guy, he's like, no one, me-, he even had, <clears throat> sounds like the, the head mutant. He's like, no one messes with the T's. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. They even kind of look like him a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably what they're going for. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a weird, it's just, it's a total throwaway episode. I, I, I don't think there's anything in here that is noteworthy enough for inclusion. It's not like a moment or an idea that's mm-hmm. so special that it's... I, I did like the beginning uh, when Terry's talking to Bruce. He's explaining the situation. He's like, they have this spacecraft that's really fast. And Bruce is just like not even paying attention. He's like, well, stop them. Yeah. And then that's the whole conversation. I think like, it's the only thing Bruce says in, it the, is. in the episode. That's actually the funny thing. I, that was one of the little bits of trivia I found was that this is the shortest ever 
like role for a single episode for Kevin Conroy. That's, that's all he says yeah. in the whole thing is just that's so amazing. stop them. Yeah. That one moment's pretty good. But I like that. Otherwise it's uh it's quite garbage. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know anything else worth talking about on this one. No, but I'm really I I really like the idea of Terry meeting Roxy now. I feel like I know. that would have been a great a great story. Might be a good idea for the uh the DCAU legacies. Yeah. So then they're somewhere, guys. Um <clears throat> all right, so then we also have this week Lost Soul, which mm-hmm. I think a, a better idea and overall in general a better executed concept. I mean, we've seen it before, the let's put someone's computer brain loose in the world or someone's brain into a computer and then it gets out on the net yeah did you think it worked how'd you feel about it the face is creepy it is and it, was, it feels very like courage the cowardly dog i was trying to figure out what i mean i think it's supposed to look like um death from the seventh seal like you lost me there um so i actually don't know much about this um if you have seen bill and ted's bogus journey they like play off of this okay um who's the actor i'm bringing up an image of it now here we go ingmar bergman's okay i i see the resemblance i think that's what it's i didn't see anywhere specifically referenced that that's what this was it's max von Sydow. yes no oh, i've seen this photo before okay yeah mm-hmm. i think that's what it's supposed to be a reference to but i i couldn't find a specific confirmation of that because it is a very creepy look. It's a cool look. Um, almost, it's almost disappointing they don't do more with it. Yeah. Like, I get that the whole point of the episode is that... No, I, I was right. What? In Courage, there was this face. What Which I think is shit? also a reference to that. It might be. That also kind mm. of looks like... this came out a few years after. Yeah, that's, that's a live-action face inside the cartoon, right? Or is it a... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. That also, I mean, that kind of looks like um, the man in the moon. A little bit. Yeah. Um, George Millier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Random film lessons come in handy sometimes. No, it's fine. Um, Filling in my gaps, which is everything that's <laughs> not, you know, 98 to 2004. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't seen The Devil Wears Prada, and I got a lot of shit for that recently. So. I mean, I just watched it, yeah. and it is it I, lives I, up to the hype. I now have to, I now have to watch it, lest uh, friend of the show slash my other podcast co host Jonathan kill me. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't already, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I like that look. I almost wish they had done more with that face. Like, mm-hmm. it would have been kind of cool to see that visual continue on. Throughout the, I mean, they, they keep bringing him back a little bit in some ways. Like, they show that face projected over the circuitry of the bat suit. Yeah. But that idea of that massive face on a wall having so much influence everywhere and not having any sort of physical presence, but having a really strong visual presence yeah. would have been kind of cool. It, I mean, it <clears throat> it gave me the same vibe as <clears throat> that um, 1980s Apple commercial. Mm. The 1984 ad from Apple. That's right. Yeah. yeah um, the Ridley Scott commercial from mm-hmm. way back in the day. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, the creepiest part of the episode, which really like messed with me a little bit, is the very last scene where Vance is kind of, where uh, Terry short circuits the suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead of just having Vance die or having the suit turn off, you see him losing his memory. And oh, going, yeah. Yeah, kind of like reverting to pre-birth. Yeah, like a mental degradation. Which is 
terrifying. It's really, really unsettling. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's some really cool, creepy things in here. Like really unsettling things in here. Like um, when Vance first tries to kill Terry when he first takes over the bat suit, and he just has him walk out into the ocean. Yeah. I mean one. That suit would clearly have some sort of oxygen system in place, but ignoring but Vance that, could turn it off. He guess he could turn it off, yeah. But like that's, I, that was the only thing I remembered about this episode, and I've always remembered that scene because mm-hmm. it's really, really creepy. Yeah. Even the fact that Bruce, the only way he can stop it is to deactivate the suit, and Terry has to stand there basically as the tide goes up and up. Mm-hmm. It's really Which intense. They needed. I didn't ever feel intense from that scene just because the music didn't reflect it very well. Yeah, the music they wasn't almost great. did it as like a, like a comedic scene, like the way Terry's face froze. Oh yeah, he's like he well, seemed very yeah. It was very like here comes I, another I was, wave. I was ready to hear the like Arrested Development song <laughs> or the um, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm song. Yeah, sorry, that's the one yeah. I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> da, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like well, <laughs> this is my life now. I guess I'll deal with this. Yeah, I mean it's um, it's kind of a it's kind of a fun idea. Mm-hmm. So this was a, a random little moment, um, but I thought you'd appreciate it. So when after Bruce deactivates the suit and goes and picks up Terry, and they're back in the Batcave, and the suit's just lying there, they walk out, <clears throat> and then Vance takes control of the suit and it gains form, mm-hmm. and when he puts the cow on like it's a helmet my immediate thought was scooby-doo there's something okay. about that shot of like the suit with the open neck the green light coming out and the helmet coming down over top of it and putting it back in place it just kind of reminded me of like one of the monsters back in the day like putting a mask on or something yeah well because they all had perfect form fitting form fitting helmets yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> mysteriously <laughs> um i don't know it's just kind of a goofy little thing mm-hmm. but it, it's also cool then when Terry goes off to fight the suit. And you all, excuse me, I don't know why I'm so gassy today. No, it's fine. I can barely talk about the dunk <laughs> in my throat. Aren't we quite the pair? Um, where you see Bruce's concern for him. Yeah. Where I couldn't tell until Terry said, like, you, you know, nothing's going to stop me from going out. I thought Bruce was being like, oh, you should be Robin now. And I'll <laughs> be Batman again. Uh because he was talking about, like, oh, you can put on one of the other suits, but they're riddled with bullet holes. Yeah. Uh, I, I was ready for, like, oh, here's, you know, I had this leftover Robin suit if you want to throw that on. See how it's that like, fits. Uh, Bruce, this is tailored. <laughs> Who did this? Who, how did you? Uh, this isn't even, did you did you do this, Bruce? Yeah. It's Bruce, not the right size. How did you know that I dressed the left? This is, <laughs> hmm. This is concerning. Um, but it was cool for, like, Bruce to hand over the utility belt because you know yes. that means so much to him. Yeah. And then <clears throat> immediately after Terry blow it up. I know. I wanted Bruce to like say something about that. I guess he couldn't because he didn't have the earpiece in. Probably just pull open a drawer, grab another one. Yeah. But anyway, that that was the display one. That's true. That's like that's the the prime. I would I would have loved that belt if it was just a display belt. And Terry goes to try and find something. It's like. Bruce, there's nothing in these pockets. It's just dust and lint. Yeah. You crazy old bastard. Is this a smoke? No, it's a gumball. Not even a smoke pellet. It's a fucking gumball, Bruce. Yeah. It it was fun to see him go super analog, though. Mm-hmm. Like having to pull out the old-fashioned lockpick set. Yeah. And um, use the original batarangs. And like the idea that the implication that the bat, the new bat suit has maybe some sort of targeting system in it because he just throws the batarang and goes way off course. Yeah. Plus, that's just, I don't know, that's a cool look, too, with him 
just wearing the Nightwing mask and the utility belt. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. And then at the end, when Bruce is like, the suit's out of commission, but Batman isn't, <clears throat> you can't expect him to go up. He doesn't have your plethora of, of gangster wardrobe. Yeah. I mean, I'm, probably he does at this point. But like, he can't go out as Terry. He can... You can just go out undercover as a pizza boy again and again and again. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is only with a really it. shitty Brooklyn accent. Mm-hmm. It's just different pizza companies, different yeah. logos. Oh, hey, Inc., what you doing? Yeah, so just from New York to New Jersey <laughs> to Boston. All sound the exact same. He's never been to any of those places. No. Nope. He's a city kid. Yeah. The wrong city. Yeah. He's, an, he's a West Coast kid. Isn't Gotham on the East Coast? Probably. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm trying to... Separate it from New York and Boston and How Jersey. He's a DC kid. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> God damn it. Or try and do an accent, like a Star City accent. Even though they don't have one. No, because they're California. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What <laughs> else is what else is East, West Coast? Um, what, the, Chicago. Is, I mean, I guess Gotham's supposed to be kind Chicago? of... Chicago? Where is Chicago in your mind? Well, I mean, it's not the East Coast, now is it? It's not the West Coast either. <laughs> but it's west of the East Coast. Yeah, but that's not the West Coast. I mean, we don't Give have a nice West Coast accent. You're like, Dallas? We don't have... <laughs> Memphis? Yeah. We, we, don't, we don't have accents on the West Coast. I mean, we get, like, the Valley Girl a little bit. Mm-hmm. I guess we have, like, the Valley Girl and, like, the, the Surfer, Surfer Bro. bro. Wow. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> spot on. Look at that. Isn't there... What's, what's the, like... Isn't there an organ in... The DC an Oregonian? Universe? Oh, like... No, not, not the accent, but, like, I feel like there was a city... Wouldn't that be Coast City? I think so. Is that supposed to be Seattle? That's what, I'm, that's what I meant, sorry. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, Seattle doesn't have an accent. Well, then, hold on. Which one's San Francisco? I thought that was Coast City. Don't they have San Francisco? <laughs> well, because isn't it, isn't it the whole thing? I'm trying to remember the really shitty map isn't, that, like, a fan it, made years ago. Isn't the whole thing with DC that it's our world, but just, like... What cities added like in? Like, 10% bigger. That's how you can accommodate having, like, Gotham, Metropolis, and New Jersey, New York, D.C., yeah. Star City, San Francisco. Metropolis that apparently stretches from New York to Kansas. Oh, my God. I know. Okay, I'm looking this up. D.C. Comics, West Coast Cities. I think it's... Because isn't Coast City over there? <clears throat> yeah, because Coast City is by Star City. All right, here we go. No, it's not. From February of 2016, oh, uh, most up to, to co- coincide with the release of the classic DC Comics film, Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. Colon? Colon, Dawn of so Justice. Cola. Exactly. God damn it. Um, here we go. List of cities. Well, should we just Gate- a map? Gateway City. Never heard of it. Um, Don't care for it. Harbor Town on the West Coast. It's a stand-in for San Francisco. Okay, there, there go. you go. Uh, Star City is Des Moines. Central City is like Iowa, Kansas Con- City. Wait, which one is Kansas? Um, Central City. <clears throat> okay, that makes sense. Um, national City is Los Angeles. Yeah, of who's in National Coast City? Coast City again? is San Diego. Uh, national is Supergirl. Okay, okay. Um, Opal City is somewhere in Maryland. Midway is chicago and there we go and then the next article is this really bizarre looking photo of Malcolm mcdowell that's weird um <laughs> nothing to do with anything so i guess there is no S- san francisco in dc comics also no i guess el paso but i was gonna say there's no texas cities in the dc universe 
except Blue Beetles from El Paso. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Why would I know that? Jaime Reyes? Yeah. El Paso. Oh, that Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah. Not Ted, not Ted Cord. Okay. Well, I didn't know that about Jaime Reyes either. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really know I'm Texas. happy I remembered his name, too. I yeah. usually forget Jaime. I don't know Texas. How dare you? I've never been to Texas. <gasps> really? I, mean, I passed through the airport. It doesn't count. Yeah. Which one? DFW or Left Field? Mm-hmm. Uh, or or one that's not I'm in sorry, Dallas. Sorry, left, left field? What the <laughs> hell is left? Love Field. I'm pretty sure it would pass through Dallas or Houston. So DFW, probably. I don't fucking know. I literally passed through. I wasn't paying attention. I was like, why am I in Texas? Because it's great. Deep in the heart of. It's just It was a pass-through point for me to go from California to Florida. Let me also clarify. By Florida, I mean Disney World. Yeah. Why else would I go to Florida? I'm sorry yeah, this, for Florida this was listeners. This is the map that I remember um, <clears throat> oh, this is cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll post that to the story because yeah. it's, it's a cool, it's an actual. Oh, like, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's an actual U.S. map with the heroes and cities laid over it. Oh, I guess, well, I guess maybe the San Francisco does exist because this says that the Teen Titans are in San Francisco. What city, okay. what city are they in in the cartoon? It's a great question. I don't remember. Fun fact. So sorry, call yourself a Titans I got really fan. excited. I I, I had a, a, a rare slow day at work the other day, and so fair enough. Um, I was very curious what the top fifteen longest running animated series were in America. Okay, I can't count Japan because they have you know their cartoons have been running since the sixties. Right. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Simpsons is number one. Yes. The the big I mean the reason that this sparked up was people were talking about like oh. Uh, SpongeBob has been playing for so long, and nothing is even close to as long as that's been on air. I'm like, fuck you, Simpsons is out. Family Guy came out the same year as SpongeBob. South Park came out two years before SpongeBob. Yeah. And they were talking like the other kid cartoons, and like none of them have lasted. I'm like, motherfucker, Fairly Odd Parents came out a year later. And so that, that was. Is it still running though? Yeah. <clears throat> what? I mean, Butch left. Oh, Butch okay. left in 2017. So I don't think there have been new episodes since then, but it does not say or. Uh, Nick has not confirmed that it has been canceled. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't um, know that. Well. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So that's been around since 2001. So I guess a year and a half after. Mm. But uh, after I did the list of most episodes, I was curious who had the fastest production cycle per show. South Park, right? You know, just questions you ask yourself. Right, of course, yeah. Surprisingly, no, because South Park had a few years off. I did it, you know, just an average like overall average per year, oh, not, not okay. like per year per year. South Park was only like sixteen episodes per year. Okay, um, so who said they the, took a year off? Who said the most output then? The one, uh, Teen Titans Go, really averages forty episodes a year. How how long are the episodes? Uh, I I assume they're the fifteen minute episodes. Okay. That's the only way they could get around that. Holy because, shit! Because yeah, because online there are officially around two hundred episodes and the show has only been running for five years my god yeah and that blew my mind insane the the lowest one which i also didn't realize ran for so long was beavis and butthead had almost 200 episodes as well oh wow um but they were much slower they only averaged like 10 episodes a season 10 episodes a year (laughs) i mean back then i think those were pretty tough shows to animate Mm -hmm. well because they just had so many Levels of approval. Oh, God, that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Old school MTV. Oh, oh God, yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Um, but it was, it, was a, it was a cool list to make up. 
Uh, I don't that remember cool. all yeah. of them that were on there. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had two series on there. Jeez, really? Yeah. So the 80s to 90s series was around number 10. Mm-hmm. And then the early 2000s series, which I completely forgot existed. Oh, yeah. Same. Uh, was number 15. Oh, crazy. Um, also up there, if I remember, <laughs> Adventure Time was very high up there. Um, like almost rivaling SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. So they, they also had a very fast production schedule. Because yeah. that one only lasted from 2010 to now. Oh, okay. Because that just ended. Yeah. But yeah. The things you learn. In case anyone wants to know, I can post that list somewhere. Post it somewhere. No one will care. Okay. Any other thoughts on Lost Soul? Uh, I don't think... I think we covered it all. Okay. Um, so, Oh, great line was uh, Terry talking to Bruce about, you know, not being sure about finding the suit. And he's like, one of my biggest questions for myself is, is Batman just the suit or the man inside? And I, th- I thought that was interesting because that's the complete opposite of Bruce's thinking from oh, Vitas, right? Yeah, where he's always like, "Am I, you know, am I the man or am I the bat?" Mm-hmm. And so it was a cool kind of oh, like contrast. I never thought to about see that, that actually. Yeah, that they're almost opposites. Yeah, that Terry is where he can't live up to the mantle, and Bruce is where he can't escape it. Exactly. Oh, look at them being perfect follies for each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like this episode. I think there's some some good stuff in there, and overall, a pretty good idea, good concept. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> So actually, as part of our uh, notes from friends, I do have oh yeah, we have some stuff today. about about this specific episode actually. All right. Um, so our good old friend James Checker wrote into us, and he was talking about how uh, Vance has an appearance elsewhere of sorts um, in the JLU episode Task Force X, which is obviously like the Suicide Squad essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a character in there called Vance, and it's implied that he's a member of the same family, probably the son of the original Robert Vance that was put into the computer. Yeah. Um, and because it's like similar character design. Um, and it's just, I thought that was an interesting random little thing to throw in there. That is really interesting. Yeah. Also, uh, as James pointed out, the voice of Vance in this is Stacy Keach, AKA Phantasm. Oh, I know. Fascinating. Yeah. But I, I think it's really interesting that they would, that's just a random reference to put in there. I wonder why they mm-hmm. did that. Oh, sorry, I did have one more reference, or oh, one more thing to bring up. Sorry, I, I was going through my notes, and I forgot this one. Um, the chair that Vance hooks his grandson up to is clearly from The Matrix. Oh, and yeah. I wanted, that I wanted huge... to see the, the timeline. So The oh. Matrix came out seven months before this episode. No, that would do so it. So very much, like, yep. they saw the movie, and like, yeah, we're going to make that. We're just going to make that thing, make that a thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm going to try and make oh, it different. Oh, that totally fits, too, because like when the code takes over the Batsuit, it's all green and black. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I didn't even think yeah. about that. The really obvious Matrix references. This is, this is very much them just, just geeking out over the Matrix. Understandable. Great fucking film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was, that was kind of a cool little thing. Uh, and then uh, in regards to Joyride, actually, so uh, Paul Hill wrote to us on Instagram um, asking if we spotted the reference in the cave in the very beginning. So when the Jokers are taking the recruit out to do the initiation, they go into a cave, and in the foreground we see like a, a skeleton. skeleton, and it's clearly supposed to be the original Joker because oh. he's wearing he's got like the um, like uh, the like the flower on his shirt mm-hmm. looks like it. I did not I did not realize that was supposed to be the Joker. Yeah. I also the perspective on that was messing with my head because when they're standing outside of it, I thought it was a pit. And he had to, oh. they were going like, to throw him in the pit. <laughs> just throw him in the bottom of a pit? Yeah, and so that was just like someone else they threw down there. <laughs> I 
I, I, my thought was that that was something they staged mm-hmm. to make it look like they were really serious. I, I also, I assumed that's what it was. Yeah, but I mean, I, I guess it could also be the Joker's body, or it could be mm-hmm. that exact thing. Um, but another one is, um, I'm probably going to horribly pronounce this, but Ranke, Ranke, Ranke Customs. Please tell me how to pronounce your name. Uh, but he does some really cool custom action figure stuff all around DC EU or AU characters nice. on Instagram. Um, I think I've seen a couple of them pop up. Yeah, they're really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually wrote to us about last week's episode. He was asking if you were, because you were talking about like those, uh, like the mud monster from Earth Mover. And he wanted to know if you were thinking of Al Muddy from Aladdin, the TV show. I have no idea what that is. Uh, I was not, because I did look it up after. I am, am very sad to say that my Disney knowledge has a, a big hole in it <clears throat> from all of the uh, TV spinoff shows. Oh, God, what a grotesque-looking creature. Yeah, it's kind of a monster. He's like a, like a mud-looking genie sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I still like, horrifying. Because I, I think I showed you the... Uh, the glue monster from Powerpuff Girls last week, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Elmer. Elmer, Elmer's glue. <laughs> yeah. So good. So fucking dumb. Oh, my um, God. I love no, it. No, I, I did not. I was not thinking of that. I did not watch much of the Aladdin TV series. Okay. Sad to say. Oh. I don't well. think if I watched any of that. I watched a little bit of Hercules. I watched a, like a handful of episodes, episodes of Aladdin. Yeah. Never really watched the, the Timon and Pumbaa one. No, I don't know. Uh, watched a little bit of Tarzan. Did you ever watch any of the 101 Dalmatians animated one? I did not even know they had so, a series. So it was an animated show that followed up the live action movie where they've all moved out to the farm out in the countryside. Oh, great. And it's like, there's like a chicken who thinks he's a dog. And I think Corella Villa is still the villain. I vaguely recall it. I don't <laughs> know how this trash plots out on that show, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. But I vaguely recall that it existed. I'm trying to remember what... Because they had a Little Mermaid show for a while. Of course they did. I'm trying to think of the ones that didn't get TV shows. Uh, I don't think... The Rescuers. Beauty and the Beast had a TV show. I don't think Rescuers had a show. Cinderella? No, because they were all from the Renaissance. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, minus 101 Dalmatians. Um... But even then, that was from a 90s film version, so you're okay. not far off. Um, so, yeah. Little Mermaid did. Beauty and the Beast, I don't think, had one. Because, um, I mean, they, they wouldn't, because everyone would be transformed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. How could you? <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, Aladdin did. Lion King did. Hunchback, I think, had a show. No, they had a sequel that was very poorly animated. I don't oh, think they okay. had a never show. bother with it. Uh, Mulan? Uh, hold on, I'm going in order. So Pocahontas. <laughs> I think Pocahontas had a show, right? Or I, I know there, there was a sequel. I <clears throat> there was a sequel because they introduced um, the guy who she actually ended up marrying who wasn't yeah, John Yeah, because she goes to Europe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't she think she ever had a show. There? I think the real, the, the, real, the first, real one did. The real yeah. one side, yeah. Um, Gil. I don't think Pocahontas had a show. Uh, Hercules did. Yeah, obviously. I don't think Mulan did. But it did have a sequel. Right. A much later sequel, now that I think about it. Um, well, Tarzan did. Uh, Emperor's New Groove did. That's kind oh, of the, the end yeah. of the, the so-called run. Did Atlantis? Atlantis did not. I don't no. think they did. I don't think Treasure Planet did either. Treasure Planet definitely, definitely did not. Yeah. It was a big flop for them, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Lone Stitch did. Of course, oh, Treasure yeah. Planet was a huge flop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I liked the Lilo and Stitch I show. loved the Lilo and Stitch one because yeah. you got to see all the other experiments. experiments. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was fun. Um, okay, well, that's not what you were thinking of then in terms of the no. mud monster. I Sorry. don't know. Maybe it was, was Scooby Doo. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe we'll find out someday. 
Um, and then I just, I kind of notes from friends slash shout out, but, um, people have been doing some really cool stuff recently. So, uh, mm-hmm. one good example is, um, our friend Benjamin David, who does the Buff and Batman Beyond podcast. He was at New York Comic Con and, um, he just put up tons of really cool photos and video interviews of their cosplayers. He actually ran into Kevin Conroy. That's awesome. And like had a little, little snippet with him, which is really awesome. Um, yeah, so go, I'll obviously plug all this in the notes, but go check that out. And then, uh, a few people have been doing the, um, like the DCAU Inktober mm-hmm. challenge. Thank you for using the right word. What? Inktober. How does, what else would I say? There's Inktober, Drawloween, Anytober. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was Inktober. Uh, Inktober. But two people I want to uh, <laughs> call out. Um, one is Keanu Renee, a.k.a. Nerdy with Key, who has some really cool art up on Instagram, and then also uh, Risotto Art on Instagram and Twitter. So they'll, they'll be in the notes. We follow them on social media, but they have just some really, really awesome artwork they've been doing, and they're big old Batman fans, too. And they're lovely people. So. Yeah, I, I'd never seen that <clears throat> prompt list before. And that's yeah. really cool. There's a few others that I started following on my accounts that I don't have their names, I'm sorry, but they're great. Um, well, thank God one of us comes semi-prepared. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's really cool, and it makes me really happy to see like a nerdy-themed Inktober. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's basically just a whole bunch of the characters, Mm -hmm. but everyone's been doing some really cool stuff, and obviously we love all this stuff, and it's Mm -hmm. exciting to see that people love it too. Yeah, yeah, for for the people who who aren't familiar with the the design illustration world, Inktober is a kind of tradition that was started in 2009-ish by an illustrator who just wanted to get away from pencils and practice, like, being confident in their line strokes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So through the month of uh, October... You're supposed to do a drawing in ink. Oh, I don't know why it's yeah. going to be in ink. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Inktober. That uh, would make way more sense. I mean, sense. That, that was the initial idea, and now people, you know, do whatever they want. So, yeah. I mean, um, like I said, there's Drawloween and Anytober, and it's for the animators. Right. Um, in case that word doesn't make sense, because it doesn't make sense. I just assumed everyone was drawing their favorite scenes from the hit Broadway musical Annie. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Or Anastasia. No, just Annie. Okay. Um, They're not that creative. <laughs> uh, but it's an awesome tradition. A bunch of my friends are doing it this year, and it's really... This is my first year attempting it. Yeah, you've been uh, doing some stuff. Yeah, I've been trying to. I'm I'm trying my best to not do nerdy references, because I want to oh, try and put them in myself. there. No, I, I mean, this tonight, the one I'm going to do tonight is, is nerdy. But I, I'm trying my best to, like, not use that as a crutch. So most of my stuff is not themed around... Like, I have one Harry Potter piece that I did. Um... Which yeah. I really liked. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and if anyone's curious, just look up the, the hashtag Inktober on Instagram. And it's beautiful, beautiful work. Yeah. And there's one specifically for the Batman one, and I forget. But again, I'll, I'll put it in the, the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, but that covers our, our lovely friends in the DCAU community and what they've been up to. But Thanks for your notes, friends. I know. Thank you. Uh, now we get into what we've been up to. What have we been up to? What have you been up to? Um, start with you today. Let's start. Let's How's start life, with me Chris? today. I'm I'm fine. I'm clearly some kind of sick. <laughs> I mean, physically, mentally, we already knew this was this yeah. absolutely true. Emotionally, I'm basically a robot. Um, Same. Yeah. I I have had a little bit of free time recently, though. Shocking. And I've been able to catch up on some stuff. So I was catching up on some of the DC animated movies. So I watched Teen Titans: Judas Contract. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. It. Look, it's it's fine. Um, I think the problem is after Teen Titans did that so well, 
there was no real good way to go with it because one, I knew the twist going in, which mm-hmm. I did not know in when I watched the original show. And also the original show did a really great job of setting Tara up as someone you liked. Mm-hmm. I think that was the big problem yes. here. The big oh. problem here was that she was just really unlikable. Like I think partway through, we started to sympathize with her a little bit, but she's just super distant and off-putting. Um, oh, thank you. It's, um, Oh, it's hashtag- the obvious one. <laughs> oh yeah. Hashtag Bat-tober. Oh, that's fucking fantastic. <laughs> All right, I'll add that in there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's like, you're not really invested in her because she's just so obnoxious. And like, yeah. there, there was some good stuff. I thought like the the banter between Starfire and Nightwing was a little on the nose, but overall kind of fun and playful. Um, I just I like their version of Damien. Actually, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it helps that he's kind of the only version that exists right now um, in non comic format. But I like the niche he fills in that group. But overall, I just I, I didn't think it was a very successful adaptation. It didn't right. really do it for me. Completely um, agree. Yeah, so that wasn't great. I did also watch though um, Gotham by Gaslight. I saw you watch that. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I've been using your DC universe. <laughs> Have you watched it yet? I started it, but my TV is too dark to watch that movie. Oh shit! Just off the brightness. I yeah, I guess I'm yeah. just I'm just watching my computer. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I I liked it. Um, there's definitely some stuff we're talking about, so we'll, we'll do like a, a deeper dive on it after you've seen it, because there's, okay. there's some plot points that I want to talk with you about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think I thought, without going into a lot of detail, I think they did a pretty clever job of finding a way to incorporate a lot of known Batman characters into that mm-hmm. world. And it, it looks good. The animation quality is pretty good. That's good. Plus, Bruce Greenwood as Batman, the second best Batman voice actor behind Kevin Conroy. Wow. Hands down. All right. Yeah. I mean, so he did Young Justice... He did oh, right. yeah, Under yeah. the Red Hood. He did this. And also, he's the guy who I maintain is a little too old for now, but would have made an excellent Batman at some point. Okay. I love Bruce Greenwood. Gotcha. Absolutely love him. Um, uh, Captain Pike. Rest <laughs> in peace. Um, uh, yeah, because the only... Uh, I, I probably brought this up before. Um, I The only, like, by Gaslight, or the steampunk-era superhero that I've seen was they had an episode in the Green Lantern series oh, where cool. they went back and there was a steampunk Green Lantern. That sounds that awesome. That was really good. I yeah. love that episode. That's not up anywhere, is it? The Green Lantern animated series. No, it's not. That's so shocking. I mean, maybe it, that's, it's, it's a future rollout on the universe app. I don't know. I guess so. It, I'm honestly surprised because it's not streaming anywhere. Yeah, I remember most people hold it in pretty high regards. Because mm-hmm. it's one that was definitely, like, you watch it for the writing. Yeah, kind of shows, because um, it was it was so well written. The characters were great. Hmm. Anytime you get to see a red lantern and a blue lantern, just makes my heart so warm because I, I love know. them both so much. I know. My old screen name screen name for everything used to be Yasmolt because that's the planet of the red lanterns. Oh, we've talked about. We this. have talked about oh, this. God damn it! <laughs> Continue to out nerdy yourself, Cameron. I mean, it. it I would. And jump I love in, it. I wouldn't have you any other way. I would jump between Kalti and Yasmolt. Oh, God. Call no. TV being hello and Navian. <laughs> God damn it. So I've been watching. <laughs> I'm not done. Oh, what else have you been watching? I'm sorry. <laughs> or reading or listening to. Um, I also went to go see A Star is Born. You did? Yeah. Have you seen it? I have. Okay. What do you think? Should we talk about it? Uh, what, what's your opinion? I, I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, I thought that the music was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought the performances were really good. Mm-hmm. I was impressed with Bradley Cooper's capabilities as Sam a Elliott. yes, as a director. I <laughs> no, Sam, as Sam, Sam, as Sam Elliott. Bradley Cooper played an amazing Sam Elliott. No, Sam Elliott's fantastic in this. The whole mm-hmm. supporting cast is really good. 
Um, you know, I mean, it, it hit the beats that I was expecting based off what I knew of the story. I'd never seen any other versions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I had one criticism is that I wasn't as emotionally affected by it as I was hoping that I would be. Oh, because I was fucked up. Really? Like, I came... It cl- ruined really? my I'm Thursday so, and Friday. I'm, I'm so glad it, it ruined your days. ruined me. Because I, I really... I honestly don't like the movie because of how much it ruined me. Like, it made you cry that much? I didn't cry. It just, like, ripped me inside. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry you, you talk. No, I mean, I, I basically said my thing. <clears throat> okay. Like, what? I mean, well, I guess... I'll put in a note here if I. No, I, I don't. I don't, I don't have to go into the spoilers. Okay. Um, no, because I mean the the character, the like the way he is dealing with all of his shit and how everyone treats. I mean Bradley Cooper's character, yeah. how he deals with all his shit and how people around him deal with his shit and make all of it his fault, just made me so angry. Why They're angry? On, I don't know. I think I saw, I mean, like I'm clearly not an alcoholic or, you know, anything of that sort. Yeah. But I think I took a lot of it very personally into seeing how other people treated him through his problems. And I'm like, fuck everyone in this film for not asking him how his fucking day is going because he's bottling all of it up and not like, like it, the movie starts out. I'll, I'll go into this. I'll go into this one line. The movie starts out with him, you know, dealing with the life of a celebrity. People are messing with him at bars. People are trying to take photos of him on the street. And Lady Gaga's character is like, no one asks you about yourself, do they? Mm-hmm. And so then she has one moment in the movie where she's like, tell me about your life. And then from that point on, she doesn't give a fuck about him anymore. I don't. And it's, I mean, like, she takes care of him. But from, like, from the point where she starts taking care of him, She's in my eyes. She was no longer looking at him the same way. She was. She wasn't trying to help. She was just trying to make sure he like. It went from curing to putting up with. I mean, I think. I I can see that. Well, perspective. we can talk about it more off air. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I I can I can kind of see that perspective. I think for me, um, it was more like people just realizing and trying to cope with the inevitability of a situation. Like mm-hmm. It's so dependency. Um, like I get, I don't know. It, it felt like <clears throat> they were just, they knew they couldn't do much about it. Like we're just, this is how he is. Like we love him and we do what we can, but like mm-hmm. we can't stop this. We can't control this. It's, yeah. And there's a whole subplot that I'm not going to talk about. Cause it's like a pretty important part of the movie. We'll talk about it off air. Okay. That also like I connected to very, very, very personally. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I quite liked it. I, I wanted to have it be a little bit gut punchier than mm-hmm. it than it was. Um, I mean, some of his stuff was hard to watch. Like, I I mean, I'm, I'm like, not a full-on alcoholic, but I've definitely had periods in my life when I was, like, drinking way, way, way too much. Mm-hmm. What a surprise. It also was part <laughs> of my life when I wasn't out of the closet. It's almost like there's a correlation. I don't think so. None whatsoever. Um, it's like I could kind of resonate with some of that a little bit, like mm-hmm. that... Um, just self-destructive behavior manifesting itself that way. Yeah. Like that for, for me, that was hard to watch. Like it just, it just kind of like glanced like my own life enough. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh man, this is like hard to watch a little bit. Uh, and it makes me really sad to say this as, as a, a pure and proud Texan that I can't understand Sam Elliott. Oh, I didn't have a problem with him. I, I think also my theater, the, 
they were, there was something wrong with the audio because I I a lot of the movie was very quiet. Oh, okay. And it made me very <clears throat> frustrated. I if I wasn't in the middle of an aisle, I would have gone out and said something. Oh, okay. Yeah, that and that this movie especially you want good sound because like mm-hmm. the music is incredible. I've listened to it. All, yeah, the, like, the songs are great. Yeah. I love the songs, but it was just the dialogue was a little too low, and especially. Oh, okay. There's like a mo- there's like a two minute conversation between Sam Elliott and Bradley Cooper playing Sam Elliott. It's like who who can mumble harder? Yes, and I'm like <laughs> I need fucking subtitles for this because I can't understand a word that they're saying. And there were people behind me that were like laughing at a joke, and I'm like, oh, what did they? Was they say that? Did they say a joke? Excuse me, excuse me. What what just happened? Yeah, I'm so can lost. Get a translation, please. Yeah. Can we can we get subtitles for just, Bradley just Cooper? Just for Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I mean, love Dave Chappelle. Don't really understand why his character was there. I mean, I love I, anything with Dave Chappelle. I love. But he's his good whole in it though. Yeah, Andrew Dice Clay is in there randomly. He mm-hmm. was good too. I was like, what are you doing here, Andrew Dice Clay? Eddie Griffin? What the fuck? Yeah, it's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll share my thoughts more. Okay, off, yeah, off we'll, we'll do. We'll have a, a further off-air conversation. But I, don't, I mean, I I think it's it's good. I think it's definitely worth seeing. Mm-hmm. So, um, not my favorite movie this year, and. Of the Oscar Bation films that I've seen, also not my favorite. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what else have you been checking oh, out? Oh God, oh, that sweet, sweet Venom. No, I'm not gonna talk about Venom. <laughs> yeah, we're. I'm saving all of it. Um, so you plugged this a few weeks ago, and I was so upset that I forgot that you plugged it, and I tried to plug it myself. But I'm almost done listening to the sequel of Not Your Sidekick. Not your oh, villain. The second right. book in the How series. How is it? Really good. Yeah. I. So I'm doing the audiobooks. Of course, because um, you can't read. Because I can't read. Yeah. Never learned. Not gonna. Nope. Can't stop me. Nope. Can't stop you now. <laughs> um, my. What I didn't realize is the second book is from a completely different perspective. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the first book follows Jess. Yeah. Um, the second book follows Bells. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's really cool. Is it the same story from a different perspective, or is it a new story? It's, it's a it's a previously on kind of story. Oh, okay. So the first maybe fourth of the book is is the entire first book from his perspective. Oh, interesting. And I loved that. Oh, that'd be cool. And then and then it continues on from there. Oh, interesting. And so I, I'm, I bet the third book is going to be the same way with a third character yeah. that I have a guess who it's going to be. Okay. Uh, but I don't want to get into that because you haven't read it yet. I haven't read it yet, no. And it's, it, they're great. Yeah, I, I really was impressed with the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, just had a, a cool concept, a really original voice, really well written. Um, yeah. Just, it's a good world, too, mm-hmm. like a really well-built world. And I, I think when you're doing that kind of teenage drama superhero space, it could easy to fall into like just real shitty tropes, but I thought it was really well done inventive yeah and the their power system i really like oh yeah that's cool too mm-hmm. yeah i'm glad you're liking it i'm, I'm yeah. really glad it's it still continues to be good because it's a, a book i'm very excited to pick up yeah i have like two chapters left in the in book two and then i have to wait three years for book three is that how long it's gonna be i mean i think there was like a two-year gap between one and two. Oh, okay mm-hmm. did you you never read um dreadnought the nemesis books right i've not okay those are also worth checking out that's the one about the um the the boy who basically becomes like Shazam, but when he becomes idealized version, he becomes a woman. He okay. A girl. Oh, I've heard. I think I just put that in my wish list. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the first two are out. I'm not sure when the third one's coming out. Again, also a really good series. Okay. Really inventive world. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my my second plug, <clears throat> it it started out as a, as a guilty pleasure, but the show was like surprisingly good, especially the second season. 
uh, Big Mouth just came out, season two. Oh, yeah. I never watched the first one. Uh, I mean, Mulaney is the main character. Mulaney! I mean, it's, it's Mulaney and Jordan Peele are the main two characters. And so I, I will watch anything with them. But yeah. season two, Mulaney does... Except for The Predator. No, I watched The Predator. But you wouldn't watch it again. Probably not. Yeah. Just said. And that's uh, Keegan-Michael Key, not Jordan Peele. Oh, fuck. You're right. Yeah. Damn it. Dumb fuck. Um, I'll see myself out. Yes, please do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Big Mouth season two. I don't remember how like weird season one was. But season two, like, actually has characters, like, like character development, which is really Oh, that's nice to have in your shows. Yeah. They introduce a new villain. So the first season, it's, like, the sh- no, um, the the puberty monster is the mm-hmm. main villain. Yeah. Uh, and then season two, it's the shame wizard. Fuck, that's fantastic. And he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Who voices the shame wizard? It's it's not a voice that I recognize. Oh, okay. Because um, it's not part of that, like, comedic circle. Oh, okay. Got it. Um. But it's like it's it's a fun show, and it's it's definitely like, you know, very raunchy. Mm-hmm. There's many a weird song, because uh, I think like every other episode has a song has a has a musical number in it. I love a good musical number, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially and, an animated musical number. Yeah, um, Coach Steve, voiced by Nick Kroll, oh. is one of the funniest characters in the show in season two. Oh, Kroll, because his name is uh, Coach Steve. Steve. Jesus. And he's great. All right. Uh, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, just do it for Mulaney. Because in season two, he voices like other characters. And you don't really pick up on it until he says like a word or a line from his, uh, oh, from his, his specials. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's John Mulaney. Good old Mulaney. Yeah. So fucking hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that's it. That's it. That does it. That, that does it. We're good. We're grand. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to find the voice. Uh, Jason Clean, Jason Manzuka. Manzuka is always amazing yeah. in it. Okay. Well, we looked it up. I'll start doing our outro here. Go for it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, if you want to reach out to us with, um, some awesome artwork or just some thoughts and questions or comments about, uh, the DCAU, uh, let me look up real fast what we're doing next week. Oh, sorry, it's Lupin. Oh, what am I saying? It's, David, it's fucking Lupin. It's David Thewlis. Yeah. Good old David Thewlis. Also, um, Ares from mm-hmm. Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. No, he's Lupin. Yeah. I mean, he's first. And, and now the shame was He's first and foremost Lupin. Uh, okay, I'll so yeah. coming up next week, we have, uh, bl- oh, Bloodsport with the Stalker. <gasps> That's a Kumate. good episode. Kumate. Good old Kumate. Kumate. And then we also have... I'm just going to watch the Bloodsport movie. Hidden Agenda, which is all about Max. Okay. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Good good stuff coming up. Cool. So I'm going to watch the the Bloodsport movie and then the second episode. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What I really liked about Terry is he was played by Jean-Claude Van Damme in this this episode. And he punched (laughs) a guy in the dick. Really creative Bru- take on the franchise. Bruce Wayne, brilliant played by Ben Gazzara. <laughs> um, yeah, really the- rough training montage, too. <laughs> like, he just beat up yeah. Terry. Um, and yeah, when Nelson Nash comes up behind him and tells him he's the fuck guys like him in prison. <laughs> oh, no, now I'm thinking of Roadhouse. God damn yeah, it. Come on, come I on. confused my movies. God, I'm going um, to rewatch Bloodsport now. <laughs> of course you are. Um, but yeah, if you want to reach out to us, we are at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and a Gmail. Yes. Um, I am at Lordifer on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you want to see my art and my attempt at trying to keep up with Inktober, you can find that at Cameron.Dexter. 
Uh, and if you want to see my face and all my Halloween antics, you can find that at Dexter underscore adventures. Halloween. Halloween. Oh, also, I finally uh, got Gay It Forward up on YouTube. Oh, that's exciting. Yes, I finally got around to doing that. Nice. So, yeah, if, uh, if you've been waiting for that to come up, you can go check it out there. It's, of course, linked in the episode notes. Mm-hmm. But we got a new episode coming out this week, too. Nice. I know. My, my other family that I'm always cheating on you with. That's fine. I've come <laughs> to accept it. But you're my first family, Cameron. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Cheating, I, I'm, cheating, I'm far Chris. more dedicated to you. Like, Gay Forward's almost like my mistress podcast. Like, I get to it when I can. It doesn't but help I've, in but any I'm sense always that, you, here. that I'm, I'm sharing al- you. I'm always here for this podcast without fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast marriage. That's more like a podcast, like, side piece. Yeah, and you know what doesn't work in marriages? Side pieces, Chris. Um, excuse me. I have an open marriage. I have an uh, open podcast marriage. Are you a Mormon? I never agreed to this. No, I'm gay. <laughs> we don't know how to do monogamy. Yeah, clearly. Clearly. Uh, well, I'm off to go just get attention anywhere I possibly can. I'm off to get couples counseling. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Cameron. Well, maybe. See you guys next week. Maybe. <laughs> Podcast divorce. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.